What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Show Enough 71, a.k.a. Digger, Dulamite. That purple bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 157 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, bro? Uh, not much. Uh, just got home uh, from a trip to Fresno. Um uh, it's going to get a little personal, just real quick. Uh, my father passed away recently, so uh, we went and had a, had our services for him. Um, and so it was good because I was able to reconnect with family and, and see some people that I hadn't seen in a very long time. So even though it was, you know, a, 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 a sad occasion, I was able to, you know, you know, get that love that I needed from family. So, so, um, so yeah, so I'm very, uh, you know, so so I'm I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy to be talking to all of you out there, you know, in the in the gaming vessels family. And uh, I'm very happy, you know, that that you guys join us every week. It really means a lot to me. Okay, good, good, good. And yeah. of course, I think I speak for all our listeners. Condolences for your loss, yeah. brother. Yeah, and uh, oh, sure. and and uh, it's my birthday. So. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, my- yeah, my birthday <laughs> coming up. My birthday is tomorrow, which is Sunday. We're recording this on Saturday, so my birthday is tomorrow. So, so yeah, so it's my birthday too. So I'm hoping to have a you know just a very relaxing, easy day of just you know playing video games and snuggling with my cats. So I'm I'm super excited. So, all right, all right, so yeah. all right, all right. And of course, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. He is the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, man? Not much, man. Just uh, keeping on, keeping on. This is like uh, I'm in uh, what the uh, day five of my my game fast. You're uh, counting I, down I, the days? No, I, I'm just look. I'm just counting from February first, man. It's like I, I'm mm. gonna. I'm going to play my backlog, and I'm not buying any new games. I'm not walking into anything. I even went to a GameStop. I just get my $5 reward for the month and got some currency, and uh, I'm good to go. I am sitting pretty over here. So I'm going to watch all y'all buy all those wonderful hot February games, and I'll be, like, you know, appreciating my backlog in the meantime. So. Sound like you're starting a life sentence. You just like, Mario, this mom day five. <laughs> day five yep. of fifty to life. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's all like, I can do this. I can do this. 18 in life. Man. You do the time. Don't let the time do you. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. As I as I as I show him all my ill-gotten gains, if you look on our Discord, you can see I got Dying Light 2, Stay Human. So and and so when I was at Fresno, I went and I, I, I saw Joe, you know, and saw him and saw how he was doing and and he was all like, Oh, you know, so uh so uh, Dying Light 2, you know, blah blah. Cause I'd watched a whole bunch of gameplay trailers and I watched uh, some gameplay footage uh from some from some people 
And I was thinking, oh, this is like a really good game. You know, it's a, it's a new development team. It's it's different. 15 years after the old game, they're not really connected. So, you know, not by a lot. So you can um, uh, go, in th- go into it kind of, you know, not having played the other one. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll get it. And then, you know, she was all, you know, oh, you get like a $10 Best Buy card or something else, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, great, you know. So I, I ordered it, you know, went over to, oh, no, 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 no. So I, I went on, I looked in the Best Buy, and I'm like, oh, oh, the the the, uh, the deluxe edition is a still book. And she was all, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. He looks at his phone, starts, he starts scrolling rapidly, looks like, oh, damn, it does have a still book. And I'm like, yeah, dude. He's like, ah, <laughs> he's kind of... <laughs> I felt so bad for him because I was like, well, I'll just give you the still book. Like, I'm not a still book collector. So here you go. I'll give it to you. And he's like, no, no. And this one, the actual con- the actual case is the still book. So you won't have another case for it. And I was like, oh, no, sorry, bro. I need to call a bit of a flag on this play because <laughs> you, sir, were out there like, well, I'm, I want to play the first one. I'm not worried about the second one or I'll get on sale. <laughs> or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I mean, okay. So now you go on, on a whim into Best Buy and you drop a <laughs> drop full price on the sequel. I, I, I'm, I I'm just bringing that to the forefront. I, I, I did. I did. Because, I did say uh, that. You know, but because the gameplay. Keep it 100. Keep no, it 100. no, seriously, seriously. Seriously. That gameplay looked really good for it and it looks like they really changed up the 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 parkour mechanics and and because it's a new team and and just the engine that they they they're using like they created their own engine for it and so the game looks really really good like it looks going to stop playing the first one good no i said that i wouldn't because joe wanted to joe wanted to to co-op the the first one so i said okay so i'll play co-op with i'll play co-op with that one um, and so I'm hoping because the one thing about the first one that I, that, that I hope is different than this one is the button configuration was really awkward and and the grapple commands are really awkward because because you literally it's line of sight. So you literally have to be looking at what you're jumping towards and grabbing on. So it's not just an, an intuitive kind of jumping system. And this one, uh, it looks like you just jump towards it and you'll grab it. And I think that's better. Although it, it also looks like uh, the character is a bit more floaty in it. So you have a lot more reach than you normally would, I'm thinking. So so I don't know. It looks it looked it looked fun from the gameplay. Uh, I I was watching a friend of mine play it because he streams and you know, we were talking about it, and it's just this the actual graphics, like they look damn good. They look damn good um on the ps5 although his was although these people were playing it on the computer but then i watched acg uh i watched his review and he was actually doing comparisons on on consoles and the ps5 uh in performance mode looked pretty good so i was like okay you know i i I think this is this is the dying light that i can actually get into for the story and really understand and they're seeing like 500 plus hours of gameplay. I don't think I'm going to do all that, but but uh, it just seems like it's a bit more of an ambitious game than the first one was. So, but I'll definitely play the first one, you know. And and especially if I'm playing with Joe, uh, maybe we'll roll credits on that together. So, and I know we'll that see. I know we grabbed it because a listener of the show, Gerald, uh, wanted to play it on a Monday, and we haven't played it in the last couple of Mondays. So, which is fine. I'm not going to play that on Gerald. Gerald's a busy guy. Oh no, Gerald, yeah, you know. no, he's busy. Yeah, he got kids and stuff. 
Yeah. We got animals, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm looking forward to Dying Light 2. Um, definitely looking forward to it, to playing it. I'm looking at it right now, so. But I'm not going to scrap the first one. If, if Joe wants to play it, I'll definitely play it with him. If we can, I, if we can pull each other away from uh, Outriders. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So. Yeah. Which okay. is a good segue. Yes, excellent segue. Speaking of all these games, we're going to segue right into the first topic on our docket. And as always, that's going to be the playlist. All right. Uh, well, Des, since you since you kind of rolled in with the gameplay, why don't you just continue with your playlist, brother? Sure, sure. So I'm gonna start with Dying Light uh, because I have it. I still play it um, because one thing about Dying Light that I really like is the is the I like the scavenger mechanic and I like the ability to build stuff. And I think it I think Dying Light strikes a really good balance between weapon durability and and the 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 stuff that you that you find. Uh, to to keep your your stuff or your your weapons um uh your weapons 100%. So I think that's a really they they strike a really good balance between that. Uh one thing that I do not like about it is is you have a certain amount of times that you can repair an item before it's just not repairable and then you have to break it down and then you can use that for another item. So there is this recycling mechanic that they have going on. But I'm thinking if you build something and you're able and you're able to repair it, maybe you can continue to repair it. So maybe they're trying to be more realistic like that. But one of the things is is you get these mods that you can mod up your weapons to different things. And if you put a mod on a weapon and then you can't repair it anymore, you can't take the mod off. And I thought that I thought that would be a pain in the ass, but it's not because you actually get you get mods uh, relatively easy too. So as long as you're willing to scavenge. Um, in the game and do the roof co- rooftop parkour stuff and find stuff, you know, that you're, you're able to get what you need to craft, you know, really strong weapons. Like I was able to craft really strong weapons at the beginning of the game uh, that you normally couldn't because because I was looking around for stuff. Um, and I spent a lot of time just running around and getting the parkour elements uh, together. I still haven't, you know, made it for like, like the second quest because I've just been running around uh, searching you know so i really like the searching and the finding mechanic and the and the zombies um you know i think there's a really good mix of zombies as well they're not most of them are are, are slow moving methodical zombies and then they have like the the sprinters and then the nighttime play that i just don't like doing because it's just like the, the the nighttime is where like the crazy ones come out and then it becomes a totally different game of like survival so i haven't really learned how to do that plus it's really dark i really need to change the gamma on it because the the nighttime sections are really dark in that game and it's different in the second game because it's not as dark so the freaks come out at night they do come out at night yeah i saw this one guy look like you i was like oh shit he's gonna eat me so uh, who are you you calling a freak (laughs) i gotta stop because i want to get sued by houdini so um So we just call them hoes if they do. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, we, there you go. There you go. So yeah, Joe. Whenever you're ready to play it, you know, let me know. We can definitely play it. Um, and then I played uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and that is, I was very. I, I thought I was not going to be super 
into it because it's Pokemon and Pokemon has been the like it's been the same for like the last it's been the same since I was in high school so <laughs> so I'm not like I wasn't surprised I, I was not I, I was so I was surprised that it was something different um, I think it does just enough to to reinvent itself that makes it fun so it's a time traveling i think it's a time traveling tale like you just kind of show up in in the past and people are just trying now to form the pokedex so the so the crux of the of the thing of the whole adventure so far is to fill up the pokedex and and actually create the original pokedex that you're going to get in these other games so and all the Pokemon are wild and they run around and so the 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 um, the, the people that you meet are, are are either really into Pokemon and they're trying to like study them and learn more about them or they're super afraid of them and they're worried like oh they might attack us and oh so they have no idea what Pokemon are or anything. So it's very interesting to talk to folks about that and have and have them um, give us give them give us their perspective you know of what an ancient, you know, Japanese, pseudo-Japanese uh, society would be a Pokemon we're kind of running around. And so you run around and you and there's a crafting system. You can craft your own Pokeballs. You can craft your own revives, your own potions, because there's no, like, there's no Nurse Jenny. There's no um, Poke that you put it in a Poke machine that heals your Pokemon. There's nothing like that. You have to do it all yourself. Um, which I think is great. And you get uh, rewards for filling in your Pokedex. And you raise the... Because you're part of the survey, the survey core, Galaxy Survey Corps. You know, there's different cores, you know, that that come in and do different stuff. And you're part of the survey core and you're trying to, you know, catch Pokemon. So you have to catch... You're encouraged to catch as many Pokemon as you can. And then you're encouraged to fight as many Pokemon as you can because that's how you fill out your your Pokédex by fighting them, by evolving them, and by just learning about them. So it's actually a really cool little system. Um, and you can, you basically, when you fight a Pokémon in the wild, you basically throw your, you throw a Pokéball full of, of the of the Pokémon you want, and it hits, it hits the Pokémon in the head, or you can hit it in the back. If you hit it in the back, you get a bonus because you're they're 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 unaware or something like that. So you can throw the Pokéball and hit hit them in the head. And, uh, and wow, abuse, the man. Fight. I know, right? And so initiates <laughs> the fight, and you can actually see your like you can actually see it goes from where you hit it, it the, the, the camera kind of zooms out a little bit to the side, and you can actually like it goes from like that. There's no like weird screen dissolve, and then you're in a a, a fight, a fighting fight like screen. No, it just goes from the from the from the graphic it just goes right into the fight so i think it's really cool the transitions are great i think the character models look good i know some people were were saying that the game doesn't look that good or the the, the graphics don't look that good i thought the game looked fine it's very cutesy I, I think all the pokemon so far that i've met look cute um and so there's but it's cool though like there's pokemon that you can walk up to and just throw stuff at and catch but then there's Pokemon you have to sneak up on or they'll run away. And then there's Pokemon that are aggressive and they will attack you. And so you have, and they literally will attack you and you have to throw your Pokeball to stop them, you know, and then fight them or capture them or beat them. And so it's funny because like, and if you get, and if you don't, uh, and if you don't defend yourself, 
the Pokemon will knock you out. The wild Pokemon will knock you out, and you'll have to be dragged back to the to the camp. It's hilarious. So, <laughs> you know, and you get, and you can get attacked by like alpha Pokemon with these giant ass Pokemon that just roam around, and and they're just like super aggressive, and they have these red eyes that kind of shimmer and sparkle, and they'll like and they'll run at you, and you're like ah, <laughs> wow. These yeah, eyes. I, no, no, I I tried to fight an alpha. Like I thought, oh, this is Pokemon. You know, Pokemon's relatively a breeze. I tried to beat this alpha. Alpha took alpha wrecked me. And I was like, okay, we gotta go. I grabbed my Pokeballs and ran. I was like, uh uh-uh. like, Better grab those off. Pokeballs and run. Damn. I, I grabbed him and ran. Fucking KO two of my Pokemon. I was like, what? I was I was in shock. I, I was shooketh, I tell you. Okay, I, I do have a question. Sure. Uh, from what you've played, because I know you've you've said that Pokemon needs an injection of fresh ideas or new concepts to the gameplay. Yeah, is this filling that bill? From what you played so yes, far, yes, it is. Okay, yes, it is. I think the only thing that I had wished is I don't know this for sure, but I do not think that there are um, any new Pokemon in this iteration. I don't think there are, um, except for the main the main Pokemon, uh, Arceus, who is the the Pokemon of space and time, you know, and um, and I think he's the, th- that is the only new Pokemon. So I think there's other Pokemon that are that are represented from all the different games uh, that are in that are in this on this you know uh, region that you're in. So so that's the one thing. And but there's hidden this stuff. I'm still only at the really early part of the game. Because you could run around because they section it off into sections of, of the region. And I'm just running around and uh, there's a nighttime and a daytime cycle and different Pokemon come out at night. Like the freaks come out at night. So freaky Pokemon come out at night. So you have to see. So, so you have to run around at night to catch certain Pokemon and stuff. So, oh, and the Poke fashion is great. You can change up your clothes left and right because you start off with like a sort of a, a Strider-esque ninja gear. You know, with like a blue, a blue kind of uh, karate gi with like a long red scarf, so you kind of look like Strider running around. But, <laughs> but it's fun. And then you meet different, you meet different clans. So there's like the Diamond and the Pearl clan. Get it, Diamond and Pearl from Pokemon. Mm, wow. So ah, cool. so I'm like, okay, whatever. So, <laughs> so it's not bad. It's it's not a bad game so far. I, this is this is the first time in a long time. That I felt like I wanted to play Pokemon. Like I, I, I find myself coming back to it. When I tried to play the last one, I was just like, I literally got to like the first city and I turned it off and I sold it. You know, that is the first Pokemon since, since Emerald, I think that I that I did not beat, and I just, I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, you know what, this is the same thing over and over again. So. So at this point, there doesn't seem to be any gems. There's no badges so far that I know of. There's no champions. There's, you know, nothing. So uh, okay. I really hope that you take a chance and play it. Have you, have you played it, Joe? Um, I am in the beginning portion of the game still. I did the caught the three Pokemon right at the beginning of the game. And um, isn't the catching mechanic cool? Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's like, way better. I like the, I like the catching mechanic, and when you're able to switch out between the 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 items, 
and the and the Pokemon. It's really cool. And you don't there's no like hierarchy of Pokemon. Like your Pokemon in the first one is the first one that always goes out. No, you pick which Pokemon you want to play by by switching through and then throwing and hitting it with the with the ball. So hit, hitting the Pokemon with the ball. It's really cool. Yeah, no, I think the mechanics, I mean, it's definitely, it's time for a change, you know, like Peter Brady over here. And it's just, uh, yep. you know, I'm glad it's fitting the bill. In fact, I had my switch kind of ready to go uh, when I was waiting for my cat to get out of the vet yesterday and I was going to play, but uh, I got to just carve some more time to fire that bad boy up, whether it's, you know, doctor, whether it's, you know, sitting in bed or, you know, wherever else I could take my switch, you know, so... I found that it's perfect uh, for playing uh, on the go. I have been playing it on my Switch Lite, so you know, um, and I think it 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 works beautifully on the Switch Lite. I think uh, so. I'm thinking if you want to, so I play it. I play it before I go to bed. You know, I will sit down, I will play it for like 30 minutes and get and, you know and go through and do some stuff, and then I'll you know plug it in and go to bed, or or I'll play it. You know, when um, I'll take it with me and I'll play it. Um, like in the car, you know, when, when, when we're not, um, when I'm waiting for something. So it's, it's a nice little pick up and play kind of, kind of thing. Cause you just run around and, and, and just get Pokemon. So really good, really good. If you, I think, it, it, I think if you're willing, if you're, if you're wanting to, wanting to know about it, Kev, I think this would be a good one to try if you're interested. I think this is the one, uh, to try if you're going to. So. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, uh, uh, Joe and I played Tricky Towers, uh, which is an old, uh, it was an old PSN game or PlayStation Plus game, and and Joe has this horrible habit of just saying, "I'll ask him what do you want to play tonight," and he's just like, "Oh, whatever you want to play, man, whatever you want to play," or or he'll say like, "Oh, maybe we can play this," like, "Okay," or or, but he's, he's so he, so he asked me what I wanted to, I asked him what he wanted to play, and he's like. Whatever you want to play, and I said, okay, let's play Tricky Towers, and he's like, what? And so, so, so I made him download Tricky Towers, and we played it. And so we played a, we played about two, two cups. So you do like little, little like, uh, it's like a triathlon or something, not triathlon, but it's like a, it's like you, you play these certain games uh, during a, during a cup. And and we did uh, the first one. We did it. We played it as like, and he needed to get get used to it because he hadn't played it in a while and. And so I beat him the first time, and then and then the second time, the second time we played a, a couple of nights later, I was like, "Let's play Tricky Towers." He's like, "Okay." So we we played it again, and then we played best two out of three, and I won. So so Tricky Towers is a really fun little uh, Tetris esque game, but it's different uh, events like trying to get as many you know pieces below a line, or the first one erased, or the first one who stacks everything up to a certain line or just survive as long as you can seems to be the main three ones, but you can mess with each other with light and dark magic. Light magic helps you out and like, it'll turn your, your pieces into like vines. That way when it stacks, it'll, it'll, it'll grip a couple other ones to make it, make your foundation more solid because it's a physics based game. So if you, if you topple something over or you don't set it right, it will weigh the other ones down and they'll fall off. You know, and so it's this physics, weird physics based game. And if you're not and if you're not on point with it, you can knock your whole your whole structure down. And and then the dark magic is when you mess with someone else and you can like make you could you can quadruple the size of a of a of a piece 
and you have to try to fit that on or you can make a make a piece so that you can't um you can't turn it or or you can you can turn you can put a little balloon on it <laughs> or you can turn it into a piano so it's just really silly so joe and i had i i had fun with it joe did you have fun playing tricky towers even though you yeah no I, I always enjoy playing it i mean basically it's just tetris with physics involved so and it is up to a four-player game, so I'm down to play yeah. with more people if yeah. you want to check yeah. and see. I know it was a PlayStation Plus game way back when. I don't know yeah. what year, but it should. If you queue up everything, it should be in your queue in your somewhere. So yeah. And if you all, if you want to play, you know, if you want to play with Joe and I, and you want to do like a four-player Tricky Towers tournament, you know, let us know. You know, maybe we can get you know the uh, Gaming Vessels Tricky Towers team. <laughs> We can go on the road. Okay, maybe not. I don't know. So, <laughs> and, then the last thing, oh, and then the last thing we played was Outriders. And that seems to be our go-to kind of multiplayer game. We are uh, leveling up the Eye of the... We're leveling up to the Eye of the Storm. We were up to Tier 10, but we dial it down to Tier 9 in order to just work on our gear. That way we can kind of gear up faster because once you start having to do resource uh resource or pod resources uh to do your stuff um you really kind of kind of grind kind of hard so i really hope that they come off that grind in the in the next um in the next expansion but uh but so far it's been really fun um and i'm you know rocking the 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 uh, double turret build ice freeze you know i'm freezing everybody like the popo it's great um I, I like my build um how, how are you liking it kevin um because i know you you've really got got back into this game um how are you liking it i'm having a lot of fun i i was going to mention it in my play but i screwed up big time i deleted a oh, chess no. piece i deleted a chess piece that heck, because I run on Trickster, I run the Time Rift, the Vorpal Blade. That's even though that's not what it's called. I I can't remember the the the, the Phantom Blade, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And the Time Bubble. So I had a chess piece that had this one perk that's called uh, oh gosh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, shared pain? No, not shared pain. Uh, a little bit of pain. Where enemies caught in the rift, in the inner time rift, lose X amount of health. I had a perk on that chess piece that was that was like 175,000 points of damage when an enemy's caught in the rift. I deleted it by accident. So now my other chess piece, which is a level 43, which I, I'm I'm not understanding this. I, I, Real quick, this is like the one part of the game, or well, there's a couple of parts of the game that I don't fully understand. I don't know how you can have a level 43 piece of gear and have something like the 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 chess piece that was level 37 had what was doing this hundred thousand plus points of damage, and the level 43 piece of gear that I have that is higher gear than the my level 37 is only is only generating 78,000 points of damage with that perk. I I don't understand that. Hmm. 
I do not understand that at all. I don't know if I did something or if I ha- had it. I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is that I lost a hundred thousand, about a hundred thousand points of damage on Ooh. that chess piece for that skill, because now it only does like seventy-eight, which is which is a lot of points. But when you're running level nine or ten and you're fighting mm-hmm. an elite or fighting one of those funky monsters that put that 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 anomaly absorbing shield up is uh, it doesn't do a whole lot <laughs> no it doesn't yeah i can see i can see your pain on that my friend yeah <sighs> so i'm like oh boy i can see your pain definitely uh how are you doing with it with the joe i mean i know that you were you were really working on your pyromancer build and yeah uh, it's it's been going okay i've been playing around with the powers and then messing with the skill tree a little bit i kind of missed my old old build before i uh, was tweaking the skill tree because i was like kind of doing a little um a little bit of this a little bit of that and i was just had powers up the yay but i'm um trying with the different uh, capabilities of the pyromancer to be able to like you know try to max out on there so and i do enjoy doing the the uh Hodugen fireball move on there uh, i don't know what the formal name is a phaser beam the yeah phaser beam phaser beam so yeah on the phaser beam that. and that make that make that peak phaser beam yeah, i should no. yell it phaser beam phaser beam ice beam oh ice beam phaser beam <laughs> yeah there you go but uh, also enjoying um, playing around with my Devastator. I know we played with Damon a couple nights, uh, listener of the show, on there. And uh, we are we're still wanting to build up. I know, Kevin, you played a different... Uh, uh, Technomancer. The yeah. one that I play. We're in the Technomancer. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm... You know what? It's going to sound so weird, but I'm ready to beat the game again. If y'all want to... And that's what I like about this game so far is is each each class plays so differently. And each legendary... It, all the legendaries are specific to certain legendaries are specific to a certain class or certain play style. So I think they the developers really took time and and working on the perks and working on the mods so that they, they can flow together well. Now the way the that they look might not, but <laughs> but but the way they work together, I think they get definitely get an A plus. So if you guys are wanting to play, you know, to level up a secondary character for for the new um the new expansion let me know yeah for sure i mean and to think like six months ago i don't think any of us were even thinking about playing this game Mm -mm. well i i again i i wanted to like it because i like people can fly but when that crazy stuff went when um came out i was like i don't know but then you know they came back you know came back and made it right so so we'll see uh, but that's all for me. Uh, Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? So my list is really short. Outside of Outriders, it's just been Chorus. And even with Chorus, it, it wasn't very... I'm maybe like one or two missions outside of the tutorial. And it, it's a fun game. I'm I'm digging it. It's uh, very arcadey. It's an arcadey space shooter kind of reminds me of oh gosh uh, it was what was that one on steam something zero strike strike strike, strike yeah strike suit zero a little bit except 
when you're in ship form, you're it's way more intuitive to control. That was the one thing I didn't like about uh, Strike Suit Zero is that controlling your ship is kind of a pain. It it it's not as intuitive as I think it should be. But this game does not have that problem. Your your ship doesn't transform either, as far as I know, and your but you what you do is you purchase mods by com- by completing missions you earn money there's this overlying story of why you're working for this uh ship space shipping outfit and as you run missions you earn money and you use that money to purchase mods that you can apply to your ship and like currently i have the only mod that i have i have a uh, well i have two one increases the armor level of the ship, and I've got another one that is uh, for weapons tracking. So as you're trying to get a bead on a target with your Gatling lasers or Gat- Gatling cannons, whatever you want to call them, the it will lead the chart it, it will lead the target more effectively. So gives you a little boost in that area. The only other thing that I've done outside of that, and well, the only game that I've been playing is the real live game because I switched cell, cellular providers and <laughs> trying to get that completely lined up. It's like for whatever reason, it's like I had struggled with uh, my last provider when you have to give the uh, transfer pin for your devices the transfer pin that they sent me wasn't good, so I had to go back to them and get another one. It was just my wife's trying to make calls on her phone, and people aren't answering the phone because her phone comes up with this funky number that they don't recognize, and it's just uh. So I played that game for a couple of days this past week, but finally got that all ironed out. But the only other thing I've been doing is I've been watching The Punisher uh, I know I mentioned this a few a few shows ago. I'm in season two now. I'm about uh, about f- four or five episodes into season two, and it's really good. Uh, I thought season one was excellent, and season two is shaping up to be uh, just as interesting, uh, just as interesting a storyline. Really, really digging what uh, what that's what's going on there. I don't know if this series fits into the MCU, how how it fits into the MCU, or if it does at all. But they, it, it's probably my favorite. Not that I'm really all that tuned, plugged into the comic uh, IPs as far as the movies, and why I think the last movie I saw was Black Panther. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I think that the Punisher is is probably the best series Marvel series that I've watched, and I I watched um, oh gosh what was it it was um, who was the dude uh, brother man that's is really strong and his skin is hard can't shoot oh, him. Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I watched the season one of Luke Cage. I thought it was good, but I, I think Punisher is, is a lot better. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I got to a to really point good where... Too. Huh? Daredevil is supposed to be really good, too. Uh-huh. 
it, it, yeah, this, and I don't know if they if these fit in the backdrop of the superpowered people or not because in in the Punisher, so far they haven't mentioned like anybody superpowered. It's all just about what's going on with Frank and whatever issue he's dealing with. So I don't even know how that fits it. But that's pretty much all I have been doing this past week. Uh, so Trader Joe, what you been up to, bro? Uh, besides uh, games we talked about, Outriders, Pokemon, and Tricky Towers, uh, I've been uh, diving into Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart a little bit, and I've been really enjoying it. I mean, I know I've talked about it a little off and on uh, for the last couple episodes on here, but uh, at once I was playing the other day, and the, kind of the gameplay kind of clicked a little bit more with me, enough so where... I wanted to go back and play from the beginning because I know I was just muddling my way through those parts because of the fact that the mechanics weren't like all the way down for me. Like I, I didn't realize that uh, their t- the um, triggers had uh, different uh, modes depending on the uh, touch sensitivity uh, mm-hmm. as far as that. And so I didn't really... Uh, and also too, I didn't remember about the whole throwing your... Um, wrench and and Mm -hmm. the good old double you know the downward thrust with the wrench as well so it's like i just decided to go ahead and fire the game up from the beginning i wasn't that far anyway i was like i think 10 percent through the story on there and i actually tried a different mode because there's different um uh, modes that you could play with the game and so i was doing performance mode at the beginning but now i'm doing performance ray tracing mode on there just to kind of notice the difference in between the two on there, I wish I had a TV like yours, Kev, because there is uh, an option to do uh, what's called a uh, 40, 40 frames a second. You know, because basically what what they're doing with that particular mode is that they're going to throw it in 120 hertz on there, but uh, basically they're going to break it down and, and divide that by three to come up with 40 hertz mode with all the bells and whistles. I heard that 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 mode is pretty damn phenomenal when you think about you know t- people talk about 30 frames a second 60 frames a second but this one particular mode runs at 40 frames a second i guess it looks great on 120 hertz displays so mm-hmm. so but okay. um i'm definitely going to move forward and try to play and finish the game uh, because i have it from the library and i'm on my last like uh last renewal before i have to take it back in so i got like i think a couple of weeks still left to go through the game and so i'm definitely going to be concentrating and uh con- you know be able to play that finish that on there and i'm enjoying it so so i gotta give it kudos with all the um you know features i'm, I'm doing the you know 3d audio with the tempest audio and um dug out you know, been trying different headsets with my uh, controller. I was debating about getting a headphone amp because you know me and headphones. I just I roll deep over here. You know, I was like sitting here offering Desmond. I found a I found a hundred thirty dollar headset on clearance at Walmart for thirty bucks, and so it's like, oh boy, it's like I'm happier than the pig, and you know what? Just to grab another headset out of my ten million. So. But, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much been me for this past week. Okay, so with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, and that is going to be the main event. 
So, all right, Dez, you got the mic, man. All righty. So uh, for our main event question this episode, we said, what games slash service, services would you like to see on the new uh, rebranded PlayStation Plus now, uh, a.k.a. Uh, or slash now, a.k.a. Spartacus? With the Bungie acquisition and all the live service talk, let us know what you want to see from hashtag PlayStation, and we'll talk about it on the next show. So we got one response, and that was from Crucial Chase on Discord, who says, you know, I cannot give a shit what they do with it uh, until we see PS5s more widely available. I should be able to go into a Walmart or Best Buy with 500 bucks and some change and get a system in 2022. Once that happens, we can start talking services. There you go. From 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 our from the mouth of of our friend Chase, yes, Sony. Before we talk about any services you can offer us, give us the system, okay? So yes, I understand. I think that's I think that is great. Um, I think that's a, a very a very you know yeah they need to be making these deals or whoever they need to talk to to yeah. get it into get it into the hands because because. I could, and it's weird because I could go buy a, a well. I went and bought a, a play, um, a uh, Xbox S, and so I have access to the game Game Pass. So now I can just play it through that, you know. But I guess if you have a PS4, you could play Spartacus or whatever the hell they're going to call it. But but yeah, I mean, the, I think you're right. They really need to to come off whatever they're doing and add. And and really add some more as many as many as they can. That way people can actually stop. You know, the madness needs to stop. You know, I think at this point, I think a lot of people are thinking that it's for scarcity that they're doing right now, and they're making it like that. So I hope they're hope they're not. But I but at some point something's got to give, and these people got to get these systems. So you were gonna say something, Joe? I don't think it's for scarcity. I mean, pretty much uh, the automobile industry. You know, the graphics card industry for PC. You know, Nvidia and amd it's just the way of the world right now unfortunately so you know you know and you know this service whenever it is rolled out will be available on ps4 as well so you know obviously it's not available on vita because you know hey things happen but (laughs) vita's dead buddy you know it not not in some gamers hearts though yes not in your heart i know you're one of them so um, but as far as myself, what I want to see from, from a PlayStation plus or Spartacus or whatever they're going to call it. Um, I, I just, I mean, it seems like everything old is new again. So hopefully we'll get a whole bunch of old PlayStation exclusive games. Um, that would be fun. Uh, I hope it, I hope they, it's funny, but I hope that, I hope that they undercut, uh the pricing structure of the undercut game uh game pass because that would be hilarious um if they did that um uh but yeah um uh regarding the the activision bungie like i i i really think that they're gonna bring well they're definitely gonna bring um uh what's it called uh destiny destiny 2 to to that system uh to the um to the the service and then once that service is is live hopefully uh, bungie can fast track destiny 3 because they are they are they are scraping the bottom they are gnawing at the bones of that destiny 2 game and i know people still love it and it looks good and they're added they've added all new types of of stuff but could you imagine uh, like like um collectibles and stuff like that 
but can you imagine a non-gas version of of Destiny Three, and not a service I, title? Like I really you're hope not that get that. That's yeah. a wonderful don't, dream, but you ain't getting that. Yeah, we'll, that. we'll talk about more news because we're going to talk about the I acquisition. Yeah, I know, I know, and, and I, I know we're. I know I'm just kind of, and I know I'm just kind of, kind of, uh, uh, for foreshadowing our conversation. So we'll talk more about that, like, like, like Joe said later. But for me, I, I would just like to play some classic games, classic PlayStation games, like Fox, uh, Sly Cooper. Sorry, that would be fun. Uh, to play um, the infamous the infamous games, um, I know you can get those and they're they're available. But that first infamous game, to be able to, be able to play that would be really good because I think that's that is a that is a classic for me. I would love to play that. Um, but yeah, I I think it 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 has the potential to be something good and bad. It just depends. Um, I I think that PlayStation or Sony. Uh, doesn't have i don't have the worry about them putting all of their baskets into an online service like i like i like i have for microsoft so i do think sony still wants to put put out you know good games through through sony interactive and then i just think that's something that microsoft just doesn't they just don't have an interest in that so so we'll see but i really hope this influx of cash you know um uh, from from Activision or for active for Activision, uh, really sorry for um, Destiny. Sorry, uh, really pushes uh, Bungie into uh, the next level. But again, we're gonna talk about that later. I keep wanting to go back to it because like I was talking to Joe uh, when I was hanging out with him, and <laughs> we were going over his his library, and he was asking me what he should delete and. You know, uh, I gave my opinion and, you know, which was I think was hilarious, but he didn't like it too much. <laughs> but but um, but we were talking about um, we were talking about, uh, you know, space and all this other stuff. So um, and we were talking about that. So so we'll we'll see what happens. And then, uh, Joe, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you want to see from from? from playstation plus or now or spartacus or whatever they're going to call it with the rebranding yeah the spartacus is just the code name basically but uh you know um playstation now in of itself when i had it was good but i think they should curate it just a little bit more they just threw up a bunch of games they had the buttload like more games available than like games pass but at the same time it's just this big long list of like a lot of ps3 games that you could stream on there and then obviously the games you can play on ps4 natively and i you know i want to see a more like curated list i want to see like new indies coming out on the service too that everyone could play um i want to be able to obviously see and and this is a pipe dream too we talk about pipe dreams like uh destiny 3 but I want to be able to play natively PS1, PS2, and PS3 games, which probably is not going to happen. I know the PS5 cannot read CDs, only can read uh, Blu-rays, I believe. So it's a point that, uh, you know, it's going to be to where I'm just curious uh, what they're going to do with the library and the back catalog they're going to offer with this. You know, I think if we remember back when they were talking about Spartacus and the rumor that Jason Schreier brought out that there was different tiers to it, meaning that the base tier was just going to be like your standard PlayStation Plus, but like 
uh, the extended tiers were going to be more to the fact of uh, additional games and whatnot on that. So I just I'm just really curious what they're going to bring to the table, and I hope uh, you know that it is curated properly and that uh, you know that uh, we are able to play like you want to play Infamous and uh, go back and play some of the older PS3 titles uh, in Sony's back catalog. And if I could play that natively by inserting a disc, you know. I don't want them to get back compat, but, you know, I'd be willing to, uh, you know, if they allow downloads and to be able to do it that way, it might, might be a good way to go. Um, you know, we'll, you know, I know it was mentioned too, and we'll kind of talk about in the, in the Bungie story and news, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking there's a, been a shift change at, at Sony as of late. I think we're just starting to see the seeds of it now because, you know, Jim Ryan, good, bad, or indifferent is probably, trying to transition in a different way, just like Xbox and making PlayStation a service versus a platform. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I just got to wait and see until the tea leaves kind of show afterwards to see what my, you know, overall opinion of everything is. Because, you know, according to the rumors is that there's a bunch of, uh, gas games and uh, games coming out of Sony that are not your typical, you know, quadruple A story-based games on there. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of seeing the shift too, because, you know, two, three years ago with Sean Layden at the helm, we're getting stuff like, you know, a medieval reboot, you know, we got Shadow of the Beast, we got, you know, some games from the um, Sony Computer Entertainment of Japan team like you know gravity rush 2 and everybody's golf and all all those games they're not being developed anymore and so i'm just kind of curious uh how they're going to move forward you know we're going to see a like a you know rumored twisted metal like you know multiplayer game more than likely uh rumors of a possible socom reboot you know something along those lines so i know we talked about ad nauseum, so I'm just kind of curious to see you know, once these cards start getting laid on the table, what's going to go on with all this. So, so we'll see. How about you, Kev? What's your, what's your opinion? The only thing I would want out of this service would be a means to play older games. That's it. If, if they say, okay, hey, this is how you play. If I can, if I can pull out my copy of Dynamite Decca and throw it in. And it'll read the disc, or if I, as part of a monthly service, I get these uh, access to PS1, PS2, PS3 games, either by download or stream, that I can gain access to and play uh, from different uh, from from uh, uh, different zones, different. Uh, well, I forget the word that they used uh, back in the day for, or you know imports and or japanese only uh territories or what have you if they do that then i'm fine all this other stuff i i don't i don't want them to do to follow the game pass model at all i don't want their first party stuff brought into this to a service day one at all uh, i don't want a push toward away from or push away rather from what they're known for as far as their first party draw is concerned i don't want any of that 
if this is just, hey, you can play, if it's just literally a copy and paste of PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus, and they say, okay, so we're going to give you every month you're going to have be able to play, okay, maybe you can play God Hand on, in February. Maybe you can play um, uh, Heavenly Sword in March, or you can play, you know, if, if they just do that type of stuff, then then I'm fine. I don't want a I don't want a service that is putting day one first party content on on there. I, I don't want it because when you start doing that, you have to begin to develop for the service. And it's just like the shell game that I talked about last episode. I don't wanna I don't wanna have a God of War shell. And I don't want to have a Horizon shell or an infamous shell uh, or resistance shell, you know, whatever, whatever shell they want to put in there. And I just say, uh, you know, you slow drip it over time to keep me plugged into a service. No, I, I want I'm used to playing complete games. And I realize complete in 2022 is different than what it was in, say, you know, 1999. But <laughs> I want complete games. I don't want this, this, this grounded, bleeding nonsense, whatever. Uh, Fortnite. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want a service filled with that crap. I, I don't. Agreed. Yeah, give me some complete games, complete gameplay. You know, smaller games. You know, I don't mind. Um, beg best thing for games pass to me is they drop these mid-tier or indie titles you know double a titles and uh, i get a chance to play them day one me and des were talking about the uh, end of eternity which is a uh, you know western developed jrpg basically a very uh japanese uh, role-playing influence game that's dropping day one on games pass it's also all going to be available obviously for retail uh, but uh, to be able to play that stuff day one, I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm there for it. And if uh, Sony's initiatives, especially with indies, you know, their support, and if they want to maybe lift up a smaller team to be able to throw them on the service, I say I'm all for it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's fine for indies. I just don't want this to leak into the big AAA first party stuff. And because when you start doing that, that means you start having to change. You may have, you may have one or two mainline series that won't change, but everything else has to change for the service. Everything else has to be gassed up so you can make a case for why people want to keep paying fifteen or twenty dollars a month to keep getting access to that content. Yeah, and it I mean, also means that future development is going to have to be skewed in greater percentage toward gassing up, gassed up content. And I don't want that. I don't uh, want that at all. Yeah, Sony's done it with certain games. I mean, Gran Turismo Sport basically is almost like a uh, frame, like a you know, picture perfect, like gas game. Because when it came out, everyone was like basically bagging on it but uh got great over time with content that was constantly supported for years and years on there so i just want the if if they decide to do a long um thread of support for a game that the initial game is quite meaty when it comes out not just some shell like you stated so 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's a very beefy discussion. I like that. Uh, so for our next question, uh, we were asked, uh, with the plethora of new games coming out during February and March, it is a blockbuster month with a ton of titles coming out. Uh, which ones are you picking up and why? You know, I told you I picked up Dying Light 2 and I pre-ordered a couple of other games that I think are going to be uh, really good. Like, you know, Elden Ring is is one of them. What are a couple other ones that are coming out, Joe? I know you got them. I know you got a you got a straight up straight up and ready to go. Uh, what uh, Ghostwire Tokyo? Um, we're talking about oh that banger uh, Babylon's Fall, which I'm hoping is good <laughs> on there. Um, I hope it's good too. Like, yeah, I want to play it. Dying Light Two, of course, just came out. The uh, Horizon Forbidden West. So I mean, uh, the Grid Legends. That's the one I'm looking. That's another one I'm looking forward to. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I mean, there's uh, there's there's some stuff. There's some stuff, you know, there's yeah. plenty of games. Uh, yeah. The Edge of Eternity I just referenced. I mean, I know that's not like hugely on others' radar. Sifu is coming out next week. So, you know, got plenty to look forward to. I have plenty to look forward to in May. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you all say because, you know, we're trying to uh, pull up these these games that way we can kind of uh, beat them at the beat them during this year because remember we might be doing something at the end of the year for for a backlog so um, if you're part of the discord if you want to join the discord you know Kevin will let you know at the end of the show but we really want you know if you, you post your post the credits that you that you roll on these games post the games that you're beating this year we want to know we want to celebrate you know the games that we're playing so so definitely let us know. But that is it for me. I'll turn it back over to Kev. All right. So thank you so much for that, Diz. So we're going to move right on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the news. All right, Jabroni Chief, you on deck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, we referenced it in the main event, but uh, yeah, uh, something did drop this week. Uh, Sony is buying Bungie for $3.6 billion billion dollars on there so um and basically uh, uh the destiny franchise and other future games from bungie will remain as multi-platform so the developer has said so so we got no like you know uh dip in the toe and in, in the pool like microsoft and activision where oh we don't know if call of duty is going to stay multiplayer they're saying yeah everything's going to remain multi-platform so so Bungie will be a part of Sony Worldwide Studios that can self-publish and reach players where they choose to play, quote-unquote, on there. And I know um, I was listening to someone talk about it, and it kind of made kind of a reference to Nintendo and the Pokemon company. And so it's like kind of a similar thing where it's, just, you know, even though Sony owns Bungie, Bungie's in of itself its own, like, uh, company on there, so. You know, that's kind of crazy to think, but they feel like they had enough of, uh, you know, obviously bringing in the profit from both Destiny and plus whatever else Bungie might be working on. And, and other things that they kind of threw out there, uh, you know, Jim Ryan and, of course, you know, Herman Holst and whatnot is talking about that, that they want to make sure that the expand the reach of PlayStation to a much wider audience. Uh, we understand how vital Bungie's community is to the studio and look forward to supporting them as they remain independent and continue to grow. 
Um, like Bungie, our community is core to PlayStation's DNA and our shared passion for the gamer and building the best place to play will now evolve even further. That's all those buzzwords from Jim Ryan. Oh boy. <laughs> on there, mm-hmm. So on there, but uh, um, Destiny, it's not going to be affected. Uh, their creative plan for Destiny through the end of its current saga is going to last until 2024 on there so maybe we'll see possibly a destiny 3 or whatever else that they might be working on beyond that on there but they are going to continue for cross save cross play and everything's going to be the same they even mentioned new possible new platforms which i don't know what new platforms might be out there but we'll have to see and take it from that so uh but amigo uh, there you go uh chameleon there you go that, that's going to be the next merger. Amico and, and uh, ColecoVision uh, Chameleon is going to merge <laughs> <laughs> on there. But, you know, we'll have to see about all this. I know a lot of people were referencing the fact that they're going to, like, you know, obviously share tools in-house. Bungie has some great tools. They have, a, you know, one of the, you know, most popular live service games on there if Sony's developing other live service games. Hell, I mean, even if they, you know, get some of Bungie's gameplay gurus in-house, you know, you know, save what you will with Destiny 2 now. But, you know, you know, we talked about and we played this game for ad nauseum for years that, you know, but Destiny and Destiny 2 had some of the best gunplay and the best like shooting mechanics known to man. And so just to be able to, you know, get that, you know, information in-house for a possible, uh, you know, another title that might be in development from sony you know we'll have to see you know so uh, you know to me it's no skin off my back you know it made me think you know maybe destiny 2 might be a good place to go back to at some point but with everything else in the backlog i do not think so but uh what do you think kev so again i'm i'm going to say that i think it's sad that we live in a in a time where acquisitions like this have to take place because i think a lot of this has to do with being having access to content whether it's for a service or whether it's for uh your console and when when microsoft swooped in and chomped down activision that changed that changed everything uh, some of the things that i've been listening to and reading since the announcement this was not a response to the Activision purchase. This has been this has been discussed uh, months before that. My opinion is that if anything, if this was a reaction to anything, it was a reaction to the purchase of Bethesda. If if you could call anything like something anything like this in the corporate world a, a reaction. The other thing I wanted to, that I've learned just listening to different podcasts and reading articles on gameindustry.biz and stuff like that or re- or sites that focus a little bit more on the business side of things is that Bungie wants to take Destiny to another level in media like TV shows and movies and I think this is, uh, I think, part of why they wanted to merge. I mean, Sony does have a 
movie studio. They have a, they have a music branch. They have a, a TV branch. They have a, they're well into all aspects of multimedia production, not only in uh, studios and people that actually make the content, but also the instruments used to actually create it, the cameras, the lenses, all that other stuff. So that was that if you're trying to to make do what Microsoft is doing with Halo and making a TV series, you're trying you be believe that your IP has this great depth of lore that can extend beyond the game. This is a great merger. And it's a perfect, and you know, it's a great matchup for for you to move that game and present it to people that maybe didn't play Destiny, have no interest in playing Destiny, but they're sci-fi fans, and, and that they would tune in for. While they may not invest in the means to play a game, be it gassed up or not, they would invest the time to watch a series if they thought it was good and destiny does have a good lore you just it's just you kind of have to dig for it to get to it um i think they tried to change some of that in some of the subsequent uh, dlcs in destiny 2 but uh it, it's got a good lore the the other thing is that we can i really have not heard too many people talk about it is that destiny is the org is the is the group that made FPS re a, a real thing on console? Because before that, there were attempts to do it, but it just didn't feel right. You know, when they when they showcased Halo, and I think Halo was originally supposed to be for Mac, uh, then Microsoft came in and and swooped them up. When they when they brought that out on the Xbox, even though that was not the reason why I purchased an Xbox, but when I played it after acquiring an Xbox, it was the first time that this FPS thing felt legitimately good on a console with a without having a mouse and a keyboard, and I think that's a great tool to have in your basket particularly when you've got the potential of one of the biggest multiplayer or the biggest multiplayer game every year possibly being taken away, you want to have a studio that's well-versed and the and arguably the best in the industry in creating the tools and engines for, I mean, come on. Destiny 2, like, you said, like we said, say what you will about it, that gunplay is second to none. I mean, even the guns feel different. You know, you know when you've got a hard light compared to, uh, I don't know, you know, I was about, I can't even remember the names of some of the other guns, but the hard light stands out to me, like the hard light and the uh, 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 one of the uh, oh the Midas touch. You know the even though there are different classes of of weapon. You know that the Midas that the Midas touch is different than any other scout rifle in that game. You just know it. it it's in, in how it vibrates through the controller, and, and even and with this dual sense, I can't wait 
to see what they can do with that for even ma- bringing more immersion into the into the gunplay. So I can imagine I fusion was, uh, rifles, man. Fusion yeah. rifles, man. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I think this was a solid get. This was a solid get for for PlayStation. I think it was a solid get for Bungie for wanting to move the des- Destiny and whatever IPs that they've got in development outside of gaming into other media. So I, I think it does. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. And I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, Ashen Luca, who's a, a YouTuber that I, I watch on occasion. This is same she's like, this is kind of like a middle finger to Microsoft. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Bungie put the Xbox on the map with Halo. I mean, they did. They were the creators of Halo. And now they're they're bought by Sony, a Sony slash PlayStation. That is that's wild. Well, they're already with Microsoft and with Activision. Might as well, you know. Yeah, spread their spread the, the love. Rounds. <laughs> the rounds. Hopefully, I mean, obviously they own them, so it's not like you know, unless something crazy happens, you know. And Bungie's like the Elizabeth Taylor of uh, of uh, video games over here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Des? Any any thoughts? Destiny Three. Let's do it. I have nothing else to say. Destiny 3. You want me back in Destiny? Destiny 3. That's it. No more, no less. Destiny 3. Make it happen. Oh, you can almost consider Witch Queen uh, like a Destiny 3 because Forsaken's no. out, out the door. They're, they're no. sunsetting Forsaken, so. No. You got, you, look at, look at, you ain't got to worry. Like, your operating costs, you got, you getting bought. You know, they're taking care of all that. So, you don't have to worry about distribution or anything like that. All you got to do now is put out good games and good content. Your money troubles is over. It's over. You know? That, that way we could take Omnigol on again. And yeah. We could silence her screams. So. Omnigol 2, 3, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> whatever you want to do. You know? But give me Destiny 3, please. That's all I want from Bungie right now is Destiny 3. Please. Make it so. <laughs> that, way I, that way I could play some uh, raids and have a uh, you know have my uh, gear question. <laughs> yes, well, Is that working stop, out for you? How's that working using, for you? <laughs> stop using shotguns and you'll be okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Another bit of news we kind of talk about this game. We've you know obviously talked about on the show off and on, but uh, uh, a PS5 and next-gen, or I wish a current-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 may be on its way. So Twitter account PlayStation Game Size, which routinely and accurately provides early information about the file size and release dates of upcoming titles, believes the PS5 version of the game will release in mid-February to early March on there. It tallies with the release window that CD, CD Projekt Red shared with everyone back in October. If true, Cyberpunk 2077 current gen will be up against stiff competitions from the likes of Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, which drop around the same time on here. So uh, as we well know, uh, current gen versions will be able to upgrade to uh, the um, PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game for no extra charge. 
on there. So um, the key art that they actually this um, Twitter account pulled up looks kind of kind of cool, kind of hot on there. So what do you think, Des? Uh, what's your prospects of Cyberpunk 2077, the current gen PS5 slash Xbox Series X version being something on your radar after all these months? Um, well, I already played it. Um, even though hopefully it'll be the new version and it'll actually be something new that's fun and interesting. Um, I say bring it. Let's see what you got. Um, will I play it again? Probably not, but I, I don't want to... I'll never say never, you know, but I don't know. Like, it, it, it's got to... I don't know what they could... I mean, it'll look nicer, I guess, and that'll be great, but... For me, maybe I just didn't get far enough in it, but the game got kind of boring for me. So we'll see. We'll see um, how it how it goes and what it looks like. But they got to come with something, you know, maybe some new content as well to go with it. Um, Because if it's just fixes, performance issues and fixes like that, you know, that's. I, I think it's great that they're trying that they're that they're sticking with it and they have their roadmap no matter how scarce it could be. Uh, but yeah, I, I am, I am not, I, I am not uh, holding my breath and I am not, I, I, I'm not anxious or anything for it. It'll come out and it'll be what it's going to be. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I know that they're working on like bringing the Witcher to PS five and all this other stuff. And like, I get it. You know, you got to get money you know but it's really turning witcher is like skyrim you know (laughs) so so cool um whatever makes you money i guess but i i really i think the best thing to come out of it is the new cover art it's this really striking picture of the female female v the female uh model for v um and it looks really cool like it just just it's a very striking cover with the yellow and her looking her her back and she's looking towards it, toward, toward looking towards you. I think it that looks really nice. Um, it's very stylized, but a cover ain't gonna sell, you know. Um, ain't gonna sell games. So hopefully it's better, you know. Let me know when you play it, Joe. How it goes. I know you've oh, been holding off until uh, you've been holding off until this fix. So hopefully this is what hopefully this is what you want. Well, um, you know, I don't know how quote-unquote interested I was in checking out the game. I know everyone was talking about it. I want to get kind of get my take, but I was holding off because of the crappiness of the launch. And, you know, it's like this game really should have came out even (laughs) around this time, in my opinion. But I know people and I know uh, Will D enjoyed it quite a bit on PC. And if you have a high-spec PC, you're able to, you know, obviously play the quote-unquote original vision of what CD Projekt Red really meant for this game on there but uh you know you know you gotta kind of tip your hat to them that they are in it to win and they're playing the long game with this so so i'll have to see you know and especially with the witcher 3 uh, i've told you i think the other day i've never played the witcher 3 even though i own it and so i'm anxiously awaiting this next gen upgrade and maybe get a chance to actually check into it and see what my opinion is so how about you, Kev? Any Cyberpunk 2077 aspirations or like you can miss me with that, bro? <laughs> yeah, you can miss me with that. My dance card is too booked. 
I ain't thinking about going back to no Cyberpunk 2077. I've seen too much gameplay of when it's actually working, when it was actually working right on PC. The no, no, if you want to, if you want to get a good, good idea of how far CD Projekt Red missed, missed the boat on this, go to YouTube and watch, uh, Cyberpunk versus Grand Theft Auto 5. And mm. see how the environment reacts to your actions as a player in Cyberpunk. And see how the environment reacts to your actions as the player in Grand Theft Auto. Night and day. Night and day. is like they didn't even try. And that... Performance fixes are not going to fix that. They're not. I mean, you're you're pulling a gun on somebody in the street that's in the car, and they just sit there. You do that in Grand Theft. Heck, you do that in GTA 3. You do that in Vice City. Yeah, a number true. of things may happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. It's just... You know, and, and I think this, the push, well, we've got The Witcher is going to, hey, it's going to get a current gen. I think the only reason they decided to do Witcher was because that was the last game that they put out that they had a lot of cred from the gaming public from with regard to that. I don't, th- I don't think if Cyberpunk wouldn't have come out the janky mess that it was that we would be getting a Witcher 3 uh next gen update i i really don't this is and february man if this would have come out in january if this would have come out in december then i think you would have made a it would have made a better case but bruh february uh-uh i i i i'm i'm i've got i've got a uh i'm i'm rocking with aloy in february y'all can mm -mm. (laughs) there you go that ain't happening those people that bought a $5 copy of Cyberpunk 2077 um, to play on the PS5 once the PS5 version came out, yeah, you are going to strike it rich, whether, you know, good, bad, and different, you know. Woohoo. You know, you know? it's like, uh, you know, hopefully it's, it, it is something to look forward to and not just uh, some microwave, like, warmed over <laughs> gameplay from the prior version of the game. So we'll have to see. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about real quick is that Risk of Rain 2 is getting a paid expansion coming out on March the 1st on PC. It's called Survivors of the Void on there. So, And to celebrate the news, uh, the developer Hopo, Hopu Games has offered a closer look at the Railgunner, one of the two new survivors joining its enormously successful co-op roguelike shooter sequel as part of the expansion on there. So the survivors of the void will bring significant heft of new contact, the risk of rain two, uh, new bosses and enemies to new items and stages on there, but it's unifying theme is the void on here. So I guess the gateway for this mysterious realm has opened spilling its innards all over pecky chore, five on here so and it kind of explains a little bit more about this and there's going to be four new stages 
on there um, alongside nine new monsters, two new bosses, two new elite types, plus an alternate final stage and boss as well. And uh, for us console players too, uh, it is coming out. It's not coming out on March the 1st though. It's gonna drop sometime in Q2 2022. Um, the expansion is coming out for 15 bucks, but you know, obviously it will be discounted for PC players when it launches on March the 1st on there. And so I just want to mention, I know me and Dez have played uh, this game off and on the last, like, say, year or two on here, and we enjoyed what we played. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, it just gets repetitive a bit, and so you can put it on. It's a nice palate cleanser. Uh, you can put it on, or, or, or something you can play to get your to get your game night started. But it's fun. It's definitely no, nothing wrong with the game. And if you haven't played it, I really think you. Sh- I really think you should try it. I know what listener to show John BT. I think I don't know if he wound up uh, finding the game at the uh, five below, but uh, obviously the retail version for uh, consoles didn't do so well, unfortunately. So you could you could find it at your local five below if they have it in stock still for uh, hey five below five bucks. So not too bad on there, you know. Uh, Transession, um, you know uh, the other show I happen to be on. For now, uh, GH Radio, the host of that show, Lefty Brown, wound up buying it for five bucks because, you know, hey, it's five bucks. You know, I don't know if he's going to like it, but, you know, we'll have to see when he eventually plays it. But, uh, you know, um, I'm definitely interested. I, I want to go back to Risk of Rain, too. So who knows? Maybe we'll talk about in the next of the weeks to come, if need be, on there. You talk about going back to it, Des, or? Yeah. Yeah, I still have it. It's still. I don't think I got rid of it uh, from my uh, from my uh, desktop, so I can still plug it in and play. Right on. Right on. All right. And then my last news story for this episode. Um, you know, one of the hot games of February, Sifu, is getting a physical release. So I just kind of saw this, and it is coming out. It is called the Vengeance Edition, and so Slowcap is working with. Um, publisher microids on there and they are doing it up uh it's coming in a big box with a uh, steel book you know yay yay a 48 page art book uh digital soundtrack and three lithographs so um it's gonna be out like i stated may the third in the north american territories on there so if you wanted to wait if your february is too hot to trot with elden ring and other games coming out in february if you want to slow roll sifu and wait for a physical um you have something to look forward to on may the third so any of you two gentlemen want all the physical doodads with this thing or you know i know kev you're in it to win it day one right yeah yeah i i'm not waiting till may (laughs) to play this game It, it it may i may like it so much that it would warrant a a, a double dip but it would just sit on the shelf you know wrapped uh as a as a collector as a collector's item but um but yeah i i'm going digital through with this one day one how about you des uh, i'd have to see what the packaging and the stuff looks like but uh because of everything that's going on i might have to wait on it um if it's if it looks good if it looks good and and I might pick it up, and if they're definitely if the reviews are great and uh, if Kevin gives it a, a a thumbs up, most likely, 
Um, but if they give it a sale, <laughs> a really good discount on on um, PSN before then, before May, then I might have to go get it. But I don't know. You know, I I I, I like to say, you never know. You know. Yep. And for me, I mean, Sifu is a game I'm definitely interested in, and obviously I'm going through my 90-day game cleanse. I'm not purchasing any new games, and this happens to be right after my 90-day period with the steelbook and the box and an art book and all the stuff. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I might I might be uh, picking this up, possibly. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this game cleanse goes. Hee hee, ha ha. So. <laughs> I'll wean myself all of all physicality of gaming and mm. just be all omnipotent sitting on the mountain saying all digital future and sitting there, you know, mm. in, in a uh, yoga pose or something. <laughs> all right. Calm down now. It's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you're, you're, you're talking to, to a steelbook junkie here talking about uh, like this, this game that he was big debating about buying for for 40 bucks digitally because he wanted to play it so bad and it's like now they're wrapping it up in the nice shiny 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 uh, packaging over here i'm like Oof. well that's why i didn't bring in dying light too because oh, I, I probably never would have escaped with it no <laughs> no see that that's not a limited edition steel book so, so good <laughs> That's all news I have there for this episode, gentlemen. So, well, all right. <laughs> we thank you for presenting this past week's shenanigans in the on the business side of gaming. Before we move we move on to the closing section of the show, uh, wanted to shout out Crucial Chase on Discord for responding to our main event. As like I always say. Without our listeners taking part in li- you know, listening to the show, taking part in our main events, active on our Discord, joining us for when, when, on game nights. If it wasn't for all that, we would just be three old guys just yapping into the internet ether about gaming. So special shout out to you, Chase, and for everybody who is active uh, where our presence is on social media. So, contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use if you've heard something you want to respond to, or if you yourself would like to be on this show and get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at gamingvessels, that's G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. That's our Twitter page, and you can also find the link to our Discord server there, as well as any podcast aggregate that you use to download this show. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at shonuf 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am shonuf 7 same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I am shonuf 71 same spelling with 071 at the end. On Steam, I am shonuff 71 same spelling as originally. My Switch friend code is 76582155-3309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? 
All right. You can always find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T E H N E M O S I X. You can find me on uh, on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger. N E M O T G G R. You can find me on uh, Nintendo. My Switch is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. Please let me. Please contact us, and if you do, let us know how you found out about the show. Mention the show or something, or just mention the show. That way, we talk to people and not bots. Uh, now that I'm playing, uh, turning on my Switch a lot more. Uh, let's trade Pokemon. Let's have some fun. You know, yay, Pokemon. <laughs> so <laughs> Joe, we're Gotta catch them all. So, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me under a rock, uh, under the user handle Jabroni Chief on Twitter, J A B R O N I C H I E F. I am commonly forwarding contest entries and uh, acting the fool on the Twitters on here for PSN and Steam. I'm under the same user handle Jabroni Chief, U U. Uh, Xbox, I am Jabroni Chief 374 because there's 373 other Jabroni Chiefs that have priority in this world on there. But I'm 374. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm Jabroni Chief number one in your hearts. Who knows? Yeah. And then Nintendo, my friend code is 4712 5953-1409 on there so i'm also on discord under the user handle jabroni chief as well 9283 on there so okay so up uh, okay this is my real quick question so when you change your xbox live account and they throw a number at the end is that just a randomly generated number or are there actually that number of people and you're the plus one with that same gamer tag. I make the joke, but it's a randomly generated. Okay. Joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. They I went to a, sure. cause like Battle.net it has the same thing where you could like pick a, like a very common, like nickname, like if uh, you want to like, you know, do Joe Blow or whatever, and they'll allow you to do Joe Blow. But, you know, even if you have a quite unique uh, user handle, um, they will, throw a random number behind it as well so okay okay yeah because it leaves it open just in case someone sees my handle and wants to be jabroni chief as well guess what you know they could be whatever <laughs> jabroni chief they want but they have a numeric uh, designation i know but for your handle i don't know because you got grandfathered in with the original system way back when this yeah it's only because i changed my handle so mm -hmm. same thing with mine I'm talking about me the nemo jigger yeah, and with Kevin as well. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was I was wondering about that because it was like I, I want to say that's a randomly generated number, but you know, I could see a three hundred. <laughs> Me too. Three hundred seventy-two other jabroni chiefs yeah. out there. The jabroni legion is growing. <laughs> I want to be jabroni chief sixty-nine. <laughs> no, you nice. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> well, folks, that's gonna bring that's gonna bring episode one five seven to a close. For Des, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka the Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah.
who is that fruit max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar i am shown of 71 aka digga doolamite that bling yo <laughs> and we and we will be back next week episode 158 for your auditory canals peace